0: Hello, I'm Don Mockholtz, and you're listening to Looking Up with Don. This is the Looking Up with Don podcast, episode number 108, for the week of January 26, 2022. The related website for this podcast is donmockholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z dot com, two H's. What's up in the sky this week? As our week begins on Wednesday, January twenty sixth, the moon will be a crescent in the morning sky. It will be rising a couple hours after midnight. The moon passes south of the planet Mars on January 29th. The moon will be new on February 1st at 0545 Universal Time. Those wanting to see the thin crescent moon in the morning sky before new moon, perhaps January 30th or 31st, those of you living in the southern hemisphere are favored as the moon will be south of the sun before sunrise. And those wanting to see the thin crescent moon in the evening sky after February 1st will will again find it south of the sun after sunset. So again, the southern hemisphere is favored. By next Tuesday, February 1st, the moon will be a thin crescent in the evening sky. You probably will not be able to see it. On Wednesday, February 2nd, the moon passes south of the planet Jupiter. The planet Venus is now in the morning sky, big and bright. It has traveled between the Earth and the Sun, moving across the sky rapidly, and is still in the crescent phase. If you don't pick it up before sunrise, give it a try near midday when it's higher in the sky. In the past couple of months, we have lost three major planets, Mars, Venus, and Saturn, from our evening sky. Jupiter is riding low in the southwest as dusk descends, and we will be losing that too in the next couple of weeks. But we still have two more distant planets, Neptune and Uranus. Both are plotted on podcast 108, map 1. And more detailed positions can be found on the website heavens-above.com on the website look under planets. Neptune is only 15 degrees east of Jupiter, so we will lose that one in about a month. And Uranus is south of the constellation Aries and it's up until around midnight. Most Astronomy clubs are still holding their monthly meetings via Zoom. This is due to the pandemic. Those clubs that are meeting in person are often still broadcasting their meetings live on Zoom so that those at home and around the world can take part in the meetings. As I have mentioned before in these podcasts, join in on some of these meetings. Generally speaking, most clubs will allow anyone to join for the meeting, and usually you do have to register in in advance. This is an excellent way to get to know some amateur astronomers and hear some excellent talks on astronomy. Will you be able to see the International Space Station this week, which for our purposes begins Wednesday, January 26th through Tuesday, February 1st. It depends upon where you are located. This week we have five zones. All you need to know is your latitude. Two zones will not see the ISS this week. There will be no SSS in these two zones. North of 63 degrees north, and between 33 degrees north and 30 degrees south, large area. You will not see the International Space Station this week. It will be in the evening sky for the whole week between about 38 through 63 degrees north. Some nights it will be visible twice. A small region from 33 to 38 degrees north, the ISS will be visible for only the last part of the week. And... In the Southern Hemisphere, it will be in the morning sky for at least part of the week. Between 30 and 55 degrees south, you'll see the International Space Station in your morning sky. To determine where it will be in your sky, go to the website heavens-above.com, enter your location, then click on ISS. The brightest comet in the sky right now is Comet Leonard, In the southern evening sky. Those in the southern hemisphere can see it, not so much those in the northern hemisphere. All the other comets I mentioned last week are plotted on Podcast 108, Maps 1 and 2, and they're still visible, but time is running out to get out and see them. To get the most accurate and up-to-date positions for these comets, Go to the website heavens-above.com and click on Comets. There you will find the position and maps for each comet. Our featured object this week is none other than M45, the Pleiades, also known as the Seven Sisters. It is identified on podcast 108, map one, and it is high in the evening sky as darkness descends. When people first see it, they sometimes say, "Hey, the little dipper." Well, it's not the little dipper, it just looks like one. M45 is an open star cluster made up of about 300 stars, and it is about 410 light-years away. To the unaided eye, M45 does look like a little dipper. Count the number of stars you can see in the cluster. Typically, people see 6 or 7. With good conditions and excellent eyesight, you might see more. This takes patience, so spend some time. 12 to 14 is not uncommon under good conditions. Now, through binoculars with M45, you'll, you'll see more stars. You might also begin to pick up some nebulosity on the south and southwest sides. Or maybe your binocular optics are dirty. If they are, there will be nebulosity around every star you see. So use that as a test of your binoculars optics. The stars are blue in color, and you might notice that too. There is a double star near the center of the cluster, That has always intrigued me for some reason. Put the Pleiades into a telescope and you will see even more stars, hot, young, blue stars. And look for the nebulosity around the south and southwestern stars. The more you look, the more you will see. I did some research recently about an observation that Charles Messier made on November 1st and 2nd, 1773. He writes about it when he observed M65 and 66 on March 1st, 1780, more than six years later. Some background. M65 and M66 are two galaxies within a half a degree of each other in the constellation Leo. They are in Charles Messier's catalog, and he observed them on March 1st, 1780. These two galaxies are visible in binoculars and a small telescope. When he wrote his description of M66, Messier stated that on November 1st and 2nd, 1773, the comet of 1773-74, passed between these two galaxies. And Messier stated that he saw the comet, but not the two galaxies. He continues to relate that he did not see the galaxies because of the brightness of the comet. Now, a little about the comet. It was discovered by Charles Messier, in the morning sky on October 13th, 1773 at magnitude 4.5. Now, at Discovery, it was in the morning twilight sky. By November 1st, a couple weeks later, it was about magnitude 5 and passing between the two galaxies. The comet was about 40 times brighter than the galaxies. Was that why he missed the comet? Messier suggests that this was the reason, but I don't think so. The moon was also in the sky. On November 1st, 1773, the moon was about 100 degrees from the comet and 97% full, so it was very bright. On November 2nd, it was 92% full and 90 degrees from the comet and galaxies. With both the moon and the comet and the galaxies in the morning sky, there was no way that Messier could have observed it in a moonless sky. I believe that moonlight is the real reason why Charles Messier missed M65 and M66 back in 1773. The telescope he was using more than likely was his small 3-inch refractor telescope which he used for a lot of his work therefore using that size telescope with the moon in the sky made it impossible for him to see m65 and m66 mystery solved i wish they were all this easy now for fun with the marathon the year 2020 is a good year for the late march messe marathon Not a great year, but a good year. The Messier Marathon is an exercise in seeing all of the 110 galaxies, clusters, and nebula catalogued by comet hunter Charles Messier. The catalog is 240 years old, but it contains some of the brightest and best-known objects visible from the Northern Hemisphere. Astronomers often refer to these objects by their M number, the M being for Charles Messier. M1 is the Crab Nebula. M31 is the Andromeda Galaxy. M42 is the Orion Nebula. M45 is the Pleiades, and so on. On most nights of the year, about 100 of the 110 objects can be seen if one stays up all night long. In late March, from mid-northern latitudes, all 110 Messier objects can be seen in one night. This is known as a Messier marathon, and worldwide amateur astronomers gather on the new moon weekend in March or early April to see as many of the objects as they can. This year, the new moon is on April 1st at 0623 Universal Time. This is on an early Friday morning. The previous weekend, the previous Saturday night is March 26, 2022. Will that work for the marathon? That night, March 26th into March 27th, the moon will be in the morning sky on the 27th, about 25% full and rising about an hour before the beginning of twilight. Even at that illumination, the moon, which would be between M75 and M30, should not be a hindrance for finding and observing the Messier objects. The most Difficult object that morning, besides M30, which rises in twilight, will be M72. This is a diffuse globular star cluster that will be about 15 degrees north of the moon. M72 is not an easy object to see under good conditions. It tends to blend in with the background sky. During the Messe Marathons that are held each year, in late March. One has this object, M72, at a low elevation. Plus, it is in twilight, or at least in the zodiacal light cone, and that makes it difficult. Now, this year, we're adding some moonlight, so it might be tough to see that morning. Another object, M75, a condensed and tiny globular star cluster, will be even closer to the moon at 8 degrees. But M75 is small and easy to see under these conditions. If one wants to do the Messe Marathon the next night, Sunday night, March 27th through Monday morning, March 28th, the moon is better placed about 3 degrees north of M30. And this might even help you to find that that object, which is the last one we see in morning twilight. A Messe Marathon does not need to be done on a weekend. But most are, as they are often last all night long and people need to go to work the next day if it's held on a weeknight. Of the 50 Messe Marathons that I have completed, about half have been on weeknights, and I usually do those by myself. So the last week of March is good for the Messe Marathon as far as the moon is concerned especially as we get into March 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st. The following weekend, Saturday night, April 2nd, is good too. That night, as seen from the western hemisphere of the Earth, a 4% thin crescent moon will be between M74 and M77. The next two nights are good, but after that, the moon becomes a serious hindrance in the evening sky. By April 6, the 30% moon will be near M1, making that observation difficult. Besides the moon's position through the sky, one other factor affecting the number of Messe objects visible from any given latitude, is, and that is the date. Objects get increasingly more difficult to see in the evening sky each passing night and another set of objects become easier to see each passing morning in the morning sky. Typically, we lose M74 and M33 by March 26 or so, but with transparent skies and lots of experience, some observers have seen them through March 28th or 29th. The next one to be lost in the evening sky is M77. By April 2nd, that has disappeared. Meanwhile, in the morning sky, after March 12th, everything can be seen except for M30. That doesn't appear until about March 24th and could be as late as March 27th. But it gets easier with each successive morning. Putting all this together, with both the Earth's motion and the Moon's position, this is what 2022 looks like. March 26 27 looks very good weekend and night and you still might get M74 and M33 in the evening sky and pick up M30 in the morning for all 110 objects but as mentioned M72 will be difficult due to the moon the next night Sunday Monday March 27 28 is even better moonwise But you do risk not being able to get M74 and M33 in the evening sky. So if you did not see those, you'd be at 108 objects. If you do get those two, you'd be at 110. And because of that, this is probably the best night for the Messe Marathon, Sunday, Monday, March 27th, 28th. And if M74 and M33 are easy on that night, then keep going out each evening and try for those until you reach the night when you cannot see them. The Messe Marathon is two months away. Now is a good time to get out there and practice finding those Messe objects. Become familiar with them so they will be easy to see on marathon night. I've been doing Messe marathons for over 40 years and I still get out there and practice from time to time. For the past 20 years, I've been finding them from memory, and so that's what I practice doing. To recap the podcast, what's up this coming week? The moon goes through the new phase and enters our morning sky. Join some Zoom Astronomy Club meetings and get out to see the Pleiades. You have been listening to Looking Up With Dawn, Podcast episode number 108 for January 26, 2022. I'm Don Macholtz. Once again, the related website for this podcast is donmacholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z dot com. You can contact me at Don at gmail dot com. Once again, that is Don, the Astronomer at gmail.com. God willing and pod willing, I'll be back next week for another episode of Looking Up with Don. We'll discuss what's up in the sky and a massive marathon observing list of deep sky objects. All that and more. Thank you for listening. See the sky this week.